your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Five years ago, if you heard someone working from home, it was the exception, not the rule. But as many of you know, this all changed when the pandemic hit. And so many jobs became remote, totally in some cases, largely in others. A new survey has found that 25% of the workforce in Ireland tends to work from home. And uh, Regional Director of CPI Recruitment, based here in Limerick, Graham Burns, and a good friend of the show, is with me in the studio to chat about it. Good morning to you, Graham. Good morning, Joe. How are you? So, a quarter of the Irish workforce and uh, the survey, when it looks at Europe, suggests that that is the biggest growth that we are seeing in many European countries right here in Ireland. Yeah, it's um, it's actually been a phenomenal uh, statement when you think about it. Um, you know, COVID, I think, was the accelerant which which really cast um, and really propelled everything into its, you know, where it is today currently. I think there's a number of other factors uh, as well, but certainly the Irish economy is as uh, the way it's grown in the services sector in particular has tended to work now from a remote basis. It's technology driven, so work is something you do as opposed to somewhere you go and as long as the organisations can garner that sense of engagement with their employees, they're seeing productivity and they're thinking, okay we've got a different model that works here so let's pursue that and uh, for everyone's, and, and try to make it for everyone's benefit. Yeah and it does seem interesting that a lot of the practicalities have naturally worked themselves Mm. out some of the kinks but there are other things that haven't there's still all sorts of concerns about whose responsibility your home is if you're working there for a firm yeah and the other interesting one is sick days that people have a tendency to feel guilty now about taking a sick day if they work from home or i'll struggle on which obviously is not a good idea for your health no, absolutely. I mean, that uh, power, that detachment from the organisation, if you're working on your own, you're in a, a, num- a different location, uh, you're, the tendency is, when do I switch off? When do I log off? When do I log on? And it, it, that those start and finish times become blurred. And as a result of that, you're seeing that tendency to of presenteeism, in a sense, even though you're not in that location. And I, I even see it in my own organisation. It, it is, and I'm one of those remote workers uh, and, and it, it can be difficult to you know 5, 5.30, uh, no I'll just keep going to do what I need to do um, because you have the flexibility on the other side maybe for well at uh, 1 o'clock I can get out for a bit of fresh air or I can collect the children from school and cases so th- there is those uh, I suppose give and take situations that we're, we're definitely noticing um, I think there's another big factor at play here, we've got record low unemployment in the country so it is an employee's market and the, I suppose, the number one issue we're hearing uh, when candidates come to us is what are the flexible working arrangements? It actually goes ahead of salary and conditions now. People are that focused on it. So it doesn't come as a surprise to us that the acceleration in the number of people that are working remotely has occurred and it, it's, you know, it's not going to change, I'd say, in any time soon. And how are people balancing those roles which are in most workplaces where you have to be in attendance and those that allow a more flexible approach and the way that 
people who do either or interact with each other and with management. Uh, that's a challenge for a lot of organisations. Obviously, if you're in a healthcare setting, if you're in a manufacturing environment, you have to be there because product is made or patient care is delivered. Those other, if we call them back office or administrative supply chain functions, those are the functions that we're now seeing drifting into that remote and flexible working. And organisations are, you know, really, I suppose, finding their feet in ensuring productivity um, is maintained, yet giving people that flexibility. People can walk out the door and look at other options. That's the, the power that the employee has right now. Uh, and, and, and very often companies are, you know, ensuring policies and procedures in place to give that flexible work. Um, we see it, you know, the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, there's an affectionate name for the people who work on those days and then they're at home on Fridays and Mondays. Um, so, you know, that, that's what we're definitely seeing. Um, affectionate and, and, is how you describe well, it. Well, <laughs> we won't, we won't repeat it on the no, air, no, but no, I know no, what you mean. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> I, I wouldn't get away with that one, Joe. No, you wouldn't. No, no, that's for sure. But, but I, I understand exactly uh, what you mean. And uh, another one that uh, fascinates me is that the, the research suggests that, in fact, managers are saying to people working with them, look, you need to take your annual leave. But there is a bit of a reluctance by people. They might take the leave, but they won't disconnect. Yeah, um, you know, that that, that um, disconnection is, is definitely a factor of remote working because the only connection you have at remote working is the laptop, the phone, etc. Uh, and when the clock comes to six or seven o'clock, you stick the phone in the pocket but at eight and at nine, I'll just glance at that to check uh, on those emails. Now, whether that's any greater for remote workers as opposed to workers that are in office, time will tell. But that uh, sense of, OK, I need to disconnect is definitely, you know, something that the disciplined worker you know, will, will definitely struggle at. How often do you see an email now? If this email is received at a time outside your normal working hours, please don't feel obliged to reply. Um, as you said, five years ago, would you have seen that? Mm, I doubt it. No, that's very true. And we kind of laughed at the French. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? When they were bringing in right to disconnect. And there yeah. was a, a suggestion in Ireland, oh, sure, well, it's a bit lazy, isn't it? But now people are seeing the merit of it in a big way. Uh, absolutely. And I think that um, the legislation and, and remote working, flexible working is now enshrined in law. Uh, you know, people have a right to uh, look for it and employers have to give good reasons, business-based reasons as to why remote or flexible working isn't agreed to. So that's, it's definitely uh, something on the agenda now. Joan has WhatsApped us on 0861239595. We're talking to Graham Barnes, Regional Director of CPI Recruitment based here in Limerick. And Joan says... Remote working is a disaster for the young entering the workforce for the first time. My son uh, spent eight months in his first employment meeting nobody in the office with very little guidance or training from managers. Companies need to enforce proper leadership and management techniques in hybrid arrangements to avoid total loss of motivation in these young people. And I'd agree. I'd I'd, I'd fully agree. Uh, My own son uh, finished third level 12 months ago um, and is now working in an environment which is three in, two off, two out from work from home. Uh, And his preference, genuinely, his preference would be, oh no, I'd like more remote 
working and, and that's the more way remote it, working yeah more yeah. remote working because it gives them that flexibility um, now equally they may start earlier and they may finish later but without that sense of community without the conversations around the water cooler without that collaboration I think that generation will struggle and I completely agree with Joan that whole social interaction I mean for goodness sake people meet their partners in these sort of environments uh, and if you're going to remove that what are the implications there? Yes absolutely the other big point in the last couple of weeks is our unemployment level in Ireland is now effectively zero isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. You know, it it's four yeah. percent or just below yeah. uh, which you know economists consider full employment in the economy and that is great at one level but on the other side you're going cost of living we've heard more about rents even today and the general sense of what jobs are available, how many jobs you have to work. Again, this American thing that used to happen, you know, and you hear these stories of Americans and I work three jobs to make ends meet. Unfortunately here, there's a slight risk of that, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're definitely, there are capacity issues which are constraining the, the market. Housing is is, is certainly one. Um, it's, it's uh, you know, I've only listened to uh, daft reports about the number of houses available in the Limerick area. We see it with companies that have come into the area, um, you know, and they're continuing to grow, they're continuing to expand, but there are constraining factors there. And and there's a number of those. Places and schools, healthcare, there's, uh, you know, a, a a serious issue that organisations will look at the region, um, the Midwest and others, and, you know, there are factors that they're using to make those investment decisions. But, Graham, does it mean now, on the positive side, that there are a suite of options available to the vast majority of people listening this morning? That there, there are flexible working approaches, there are jobs... There are jobs maybe for older people that mightn't have been available 10 years ago. All of those things, part-time work, that's there. Yeah, yeah, that, that, uh, you know, full patchwork quilt of options, if you had the way you outline them, is definitely there. And the underlying message is, you know, the job market is in a really healthy situation. That is the, the flip side to that is that employers are working really hard on retaining those valuable employees. So they're offering more. They're they're making sure progression is there. If someone wants to study, if someone wants to improve their skills, there's retraining, upskilling is now more available than it has ever been. So from an employee's perspective, whether you're you know looking at uh, other options in terms of flexible work and remote working, looking to change job, that's there. Whether you want to to say, well, I want to hit two to three years in this organisation uh, and the organisation will support me. The vast majority of organisations are looking at that because they want to retain. Retention is as important as recruitment now. That's the number you know, one issue that a lot of CEOs have in their mind when I talk to them. They'll say, we just want to hold on to what we have to, 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 to get the most out of organisations. Salaries are reflective in that. There's upward pressure in that area. And then, obviously, benefits will flow. And and that's, you know, all feeds into that whole kind of cost of living thing. So there is a a, a trade-off, in a a sense, for for a better environment. And finally, now, with the budget coming up, do you think the government have a, a real job of work to do on trying to do something on cost of living because it does put the pressures on that you indicated there. Yeah, I, I just think they've got to spend uh, you know, and, and everyone's talking about a great nest egg etc but it's spending on the infrastructure that's going to deliver the next 10 years plus of the conditions that we see at the moment rather than spending for the sake of 
you know, some short-term gains to help us get over that cost of living, which ultimately will be inflationary and add to the, the problem to begin with. So, you know, that, that those those capacity issues, construction, number one uh, on the list and, and ensuring that we can crack that one. Yeah, and just even the number of um, places that are available to rent mm-hmm. in Limerick at the moment. You know, we're talking single digits, yeah, certainly absolutely. the advertised ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All absolutely. right, well, listen, thank you very much for Thanks, talking, Joe. as always. That's Regional Director of CPI Recruitment based here in Limerick, Graham Burns. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on